he's like, as I'm getting banged out with somebody else, he's like the guy that's putting the lube on the Pepe. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if this guy really wants this right now. <laughs> yeah. Lube on the Pepe. So let's get to it. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, grow up. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is 39-year-old Mizzy Bender, who does some really interesting things right now. Before she got into what she's into now, some might say she was, I don't know, maybe kind of boring. She was in the corporate world, you know, doing that probably nine to five thing. Uh, but Mizzy today is doing something that brings her joy and probably raises a lot of eyebrows as well. So Mizzy, welcome to the show. So what what were you doing? I mean, you had like a normal, regular job before oh, this, yeah. right? It was definitely a super normal job, you know, regular office. Uh, it was a little bit longer days than nine to five. I would probably start working at seven in the morning and never turn off, you know, completely connected to that mobile phone. Yeah. So it was it was long days. Definitely very different than where I am today, for sure. Uh, uh huh. So we're going to talk about what you're doing now a little bit later. But first, let's talk about how you got into this space. Uh, have you ever been married? I was. So I was married for 15 years and I was in a very complicated situation. He was an alcoholic who suffered crazy from PTSD from war. So I had some like empathy and sympathy and some other different things that made me stay in the marriage, but I did put myself on a five-year plan. And towards the end of that five-year plan, I made it to year four. Uh, I ended up meeting my current partner at this time. Uh, it's super funny. My aunt took me to a swingers meet and greet and she did not tell me that it was a swingers meet and greet. And so that was kind of where it all started in this wow. like, surprise scenario. Hold on. Um, did you know your aunt was in the lifestyle? Well, she wasn't necessarily in the lifestyle, but had friends that were part of the lifestyle. So for her, it was just like a very free night out where you could just go dance and just be whoever you were and not even worry about it in a great environment. So I think that's really what intrigued her most about it. But mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Great. So when you, you went to the swingers meet and greet with your aunt mm -hmm. um, and you met your now current partner, what, what like what happened there? Was it just like any other regular cocktail party or was it different? So we went to, if anybody's familiar with Long Island, we went to the LGBT community, which is called Cherry Grove. And I was kind of just in this mix of all these different individuals that were really pushing the envelopes in, I would say a public setting, but like more in a very sexy kind of vibe. So I was watching a lot was going on around me and my current partner, Spencer, would continuously like pop up and try and dance with me and stuff. But it would happen only like once or twice throughout the night. We didn't really have that much engagement. And somehow there was some sort of weird electricity or vibe that went off because then he ended up finding me on social media and oh. connected with me through my Facebook. And we just started chit-chatting from there. And 
he kind of showed me how life could be so free and fun. So I was very intrigued by what his lifestyle was. So I guess that's really kind of where the connection really started. Okay. Was he a swinger? Oh, yeah. So this gentleman, he was a raver. From like the age of 18, he started putting on raves, doing his thing. So he was kind of in a lifestyle kind of environment where he always had extra women involved or a lot of different happenings in a day, which slowly migrated into the swingers lifestyle for him. So he previously was married also, which then became a thruple for him. And he was a triad for a very long time. Um, As a matter of fact, he was still with his other partner when I had met him and they were kind of transitioning out of their whole scenario that they had they had going on. So he's very attuned to the lifestyle and anything that can come its way. Okay. On that first day at the swingers party, did you like see sex happening around you? No, since it was a public environment, we didn't, but I did see where, you know, you would have some couple swapping, whether, you know, just like sweet, intimate kissing or caressing, things like that. Very basic. Somebody did invite me into a threesome though, with their husband, that's when I realized where I was at and what was going on. And I was like, Auntie, what is happening here? She's like, oh, you should feel so great about this. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Wow, Auntie's kind of a cool lady. Yeah, she's uh-huh. wild. Okay. Uh, okay, so you come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you tell your husband about it or no? no? No, because at that time, my husband and I were not even talking. I think that that my husband was on a drunken bender on the basement floor for a month at that point in time. Mm. So it was a nightmare. No. Okay. So let's fast forward. But you and Spencer, did you play first? Did you kind of get into a relationship right away or what happened? So we did start chatting right away and we found every moment or possibility for us to connect outside of the social media realm. Well, he, you know, if he were to come to my town for some reason, because he lived like maybe 25 minutes away. So if he were in my area, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to the car place. You want to meet me up there for a minute? And so we would find these weird ways to connect with one another. And we took it kind of slow, but it felt like we were hanging out almost every single day. And since he was so integrated into the lifestyle, he really did not try to have any kind of sexual engagement with me for a couple weeks, actually. So maybe a month went by before we really did any kind of serious anything aside from kissing, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, there are a lot of relationships that start that way, right? You become mm-hmm. friends first, and then you eventually get into a romantic situation. It sounds kind of normal. And I use that word, you know, however I use that word. Yeah. Um, when did you realize that if you were going to be involved with Spencer, that you would be like a lifestyle couple? Like this wasn't going to be any traditional relationship. Yeah, I think from the second that I really started to see the connection between us, it was the moment I had to make a decision on whether or not I was going to be able to be part of this lifestyle or not. And I was really intrigued and I truthfully, I was really excited to explore it because, you know, going from something where you're so structured or told you can't do certain things to being able to switch over and go into something so free and just, you know what, I'm going to be whoever I want to be today. And I don't really care what you think type of attitude felt very powerful and just like invigorating. So I was kind of right on it from the get go. Okay. What was your sex life before this? What was it like? Not good. 
I didn't really have that much intimacy with my husband at all, really. Mm. And and when you did, was it enjoyable? No, it was kind of like, you know, bend me over real quick so we could get the deed done and, mm. you know, kind of call it a day. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your first experience that you would consider your first lifestyle experience. Do you remember it? I do. So it was down in Florida. We had met this other couple. And so in the beginning, I was still exploring my sexuality with women because I never really had the chance to explore that. I knew I was attracted to them and wanted to have engagement with them over my lifetime, but the opportunity never presented itself. So when I came into the lifestyle and I started to see like all these amazing females, I started to crush on one hardcore. And we ended up having the opportunity to be down in Florida together. And it was a soft swap where, you know, her and I just had some, I think I probably went down on her. She went down on me. There was like some fingering involved, like things like that. And I only blew the the husband. I didn't do anything else or anything like that. And he did a lot of stuff to me. And it was such a magical moment because I was like, oh my God, this is, first off, it was weird because I never experienced that kind of foursome before. But then afterwards, when you reflect with your partner and you're chatting about all the different things that happened and you hear their, you know, take and tone on what's going on and it just vibrates your body in a different kind of way. So that made me realize that this was going to be a really great journey. Mm -hmm. Did you ever experience any jealousy issues uh, in the lifestyle with your partner? Um, I would say there was one time I did experience jealousy. And I think that mainly it was because I was super worn down. We travel tremendously with our events company. So this, this particular point in time, we traveled like every single weekend. We had company with us nonstop. So I was physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted. And normally when we get into some sort of potential playmate, we always start a group chat and we always talk together. This particular instance, there was some sidebar conversation with one of the females and that kind of threw me for a loop because that's kind of not really within our rules and regulations, I guess you would say. So I guess maybe there was a, a, a bit of jealousy with that particular thing because it was not the right way to handle it. But I've never gotten jealous over a sexual interaction or anything that he's done with another female. Were you a jealous person before? Like before you were in the lifestyle would you have been I, jealous? I would probably say more insecure, I think is what it was because my husband at the time made so many things feel sexualized. Wearing a tank top was sexualized. Wearing a two-piece bathing suit was sexualized. You know, like there were certain things within my element of just being that made me feel very insecure with the way that he portrayed his emotions and feelings on me about so that really kind of started to weigh on me and I started to question what was actually sexual and what wasn't sexual anymore. So mm. I think it was more insecurities of opening up and being like, wait a minute, I'm very confused on even what the common ground is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, aside from not feeling the jealousy, was there something more, whether it was, you know, positive, but, you know, when you saw your partner, when you saw Spencer with someone else, how did it affect you? 
Oh my God. I love it. I love, you know, because, all right. So when you're with your partner, you know, the different reactions and the different sounds that they make based upon like maybe what you're doing. So when there's an action going on and you hear that happening, you're just like, oh my God, I know what's happening right now. And it kind of adds a little more spiciness to what I already have going on. So I thoroughly enjoy it. I also really enjoy watching him please another woman because I know how much he pleases me and how he does it. I want somebody else to experience that too. So when it's all happening, it's it's the greatest moment. You know, you kind of have like a great little sandwich pack with, package going on there. <laughs> okay. Um how long have you been in the lifestyle now? Four and a half years from the second that I met him. Okay. And um, what all have you done in those four and a half years? Oh my gosh, so much. I mean, from a play standpoint, we're kind of pretty selective on who we interact with. So we that, that first couple that I had mentioned from down in Florida, we've hung out with them a few times. During the pandemic, we had brought in one of his really good guy friends, and we had a good threesome going on for probably a year straight where he would be over, you know, a couple times a week. And mm. it was that was the first time I ever had a threesome with a man. And I figured if I was going to go all the way and really do this full on fuck swap thing that I was going to have to do it with somebody that I felt very comfortable and confident with in general, I would say. And this gentleman was exactly that. So we had a really great time exploring the, in, in during the pandemic time, which opened up my mind to so many different things. So now when we're not traveling with either one of our companies, we kind of just let the stars and moon align. We had um, one of our female friends that we traveled with uh, for a while and we had a little poly unit going on for a short while. Um, and we have some like really sexy friends that we swap with frequently that we kind of like keep in a little tight circle. So that's always fun. For me, it's the ones that are closest to us that you have the best time with. Okay. So it sounds like you do um, a lot of full swap, a lot mm -hmm. of threesomes yeah. with, uh, with either, right? Yep. Um, mm -hmm. how, how about the, the multi, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So at this point, uh, double penetration in both ways, I've definitely experienced that, which is great. I have not had a gangbang yet, though. That's one thing that's on the bucket list. And Spencer and I keep talking about what this composition looks like and who would be involved. Because I know sometimes it's kind of just like a surprise, but I really want to know all the participants that are going to be there. And I also want it to be a combination of women and men. So it's kind of just like sorting out all the details, but it's on the bucket list. Uh, but isn't that called an orgy if, if it's a combination? I don't right? know. Is it? Would that be the right yeah, thing? You know, I don't know now that I now that I question it, because normally when you hear gangbang, you're hearing like a bunch of men with one woman mm -hmm. or, you know, but if yeah. you're going to throw everyone in there, that's like an orgy, my dear. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess I just figured the girls would be wearing strap-ons and I would still just be like. Oh, bang it. You <laughs> banged. Right. So I, I okay. guess. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so far, it sounds like it's been working out great for you guys. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's been spectacular. Uh, all right. Um, so you're bisexual. What What mm -hmm. is your partner? Uh, he's straight. Okay. And he obviously is very comfortable with incidental touching and just being around, right? Sounds oh, like yeah. It. 
Yeah, he's like, as I'm getting banged out with somebody else, he's like the guy that's putting the lube on the Pepe. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if this guy really wants this right now. <laughs> yeah. Lube on the Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 do your friends and family know because you're doing this interview via video? Uh, mm -hmm. Are you pretty much out? Oh yeah, I am definitely out across the board. It took mm -hmm. some time for my family to be super supportive, but at this point in time, my family is my biggest support system. And it's really, really yeah, it's, I'm so glad that the journey got us to where we are today. Um, how did that work out in the beginning though? Like, first of all, did you actually tell them or did they find out? Yeah, so it was a combination of two things. So of course my aunt already knew because she had introduced me to this. But unfortunately, somebody in the lifestyle outed me so hardcore and started presenting things to my aunt that maybe she didn't necessarily know or she should not know that in-depth of details, I should say. And she happened to be at my brother's house at the time that she was getting bombarded with all of this craziness. So it ended up trickling over to my brother and my brother found out from zero to 60 everything that was going on. And... He had a really hard time with it. He did not appreciate where I was. He didn't understand what was going on. I never even talked about being sexual. So he was even so far confused on how I could even go from one, at, you know, such a complete switchover. Mm -hmm. It was really, really difficult. My mom definitely had some choice words on what she thought of me. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And how did you get past that? With my brother and I, it was a lot of arguing and fighting every single day because mm. he and I are not one to fight in any kind of way. I can't even remember when we even got into an argument. So for me, it just wasn't sitting well that he had these thoughts of me. So I kept pushing him every day. You know, at least say the words that you are feeling, even if they're going to hurt my feelings. I'd rather you speak your truth than this weird, you know, like I don't even know. Like he was kind of like backhanded remarks and just mm -hmm. he just was being so passive aggressive but not he was being really nasty at the same time and i i wouldn't let it go i was like i'd rather you hate me hardcore for the fight that we're going to get into over this than keep this going this way for however long you see fit and unfortunately it, it took all the way up until my grandmother passing away which was probably like maybe seven or eight months after I had started my life transition that my brother really saw how wonderful Spencer treated me and how supportive and loving he was to me that my brother was like, you know what, maybe I made a really big mistake mm -hmm. and let's try and move past this. And so the good and the bad brought a really great outcome. Nice. And yeah. now like your mom, now every, everyone in the family has, has kind of gotten over that uh, shock and yeah. whatever. Yeah, I even brought my mom on to my podcast and we hashed it out on my podcast a little bit. I wanted, you know, because I thought it was really important for the audience to also hear that everybody has these, you know, hiccups within the family and whatever is most important to you, you have to work towards, you know, mm -hmm. so everybody's going to have different opinions. It's just a matter of how you tackle it that, you know, really matters. So it was it was a really great turning point having her on the show. Nice. Uh, so speaking of your podcast, what are you doing now? It's, it sounds like personal life and your professional life is like in the lifestyle. 
It is all that exactly. Um, so I do have my own podcast, which happened organically during COVID. It was nothing that I really ever wanted to do, but somebody presented the idea to me. And so I ran with it. So the Mizzy Bender Show, it's my journey through the lifestyle, but it's also community submitted questions on what they feel they want to hear from a, a, a confidential voice, I guess, you know, and they things that they can't really say out loud. And I'm a pretty direct human being. So I call it out with like no BS. Mm -hmm. And the lifestyle could be really messy. So some of my conversations are really cutthroat sort of. And it works out really well because the audience really appreciates that honesty, I think. And so that's what really makes the show thrive. And then we also have Mizzy's Boutique, which is a complete alternative lifestyle boutique where I mean, from toys to clothing to, you know, everything in between home decor, you know, it's all lifestyle related, not just swingers, but alternative, you know, like mm -hmm. this peace, love, fuck it. It's like, you know, exactly <laughs> what Kamado is, you know? Um, so, and then we also have Mind Bender Parties, which is our events business. And we travel the East Coast putting on alternative swingers parties everywhere. And it's pretty spectacular. It's really a great life. <laughs> Nice. What kind of people are, are attending these events? Oh, every walk of life. You have everybody from veterans to newbies to those that are just like trying to get their feet wet who wouldn't even really classify themselves as a newbie. And we have kinksters, we have swingers, we have polyhumans. We pride ourselves on just being all inclusive, you know, because a lot of the different event companies, you know, it's classified for, you know, whatever this is, or, you know, you're just kink here, or you're just swinger here, or you have to be, you know, a certain body type, a certain age, you know, we kind of try and open the doors for everybody, because you have to start somewhere. And you have to be new somewhere in an environment that you feel comfortable. So if you want to just come to our party and feel sexy naked, you know, you have at it and, and you live your best life. And, and that's really what it's about. And it's really great to watch, you know, the nights unravel. So how you are today. Okay. And now let's go back four and a half years to right before you went to this wild party with your aunt. Yes. Um, how, how different are you a changed person? Oh, so changed. It has been most powerful journey ever. You know, I went from sitting home on a Friday, Saturday night, crying my eyes out, most likely, and, you know, being in some sort of crazy situation to just even being in an environment where I'm safe and loved and comfortable, and really encouraged to be my own self is sometimes it's overwhelming, you know, because I do look back frequently, like, even though four years, four and a half years sounds like a long time to some, it really is not that long to, to set aside a lot of different things that you kind of have embedded in you. So I'm still going through that process of like, wow, I can't believe I get to live the life that I live now. And I'm really happy that it's super bold and crazy and out of control at times. <laughs> you can find her at mizzybender.com. That's M-I-Z-Z-Y. And if you'd like to be a guest on this show, just get in touch with me. I'm on social media, on Twitter, at LenaWinTV, or you can go to our website, ConsentingAdultsShow.com. And we'll see you next time on Consenting Adults.